you are listening to The Babe You've Got This podcast, where you receive mindset and business coaching designed for the everyday gal who has big goals and dreams and is craving that guidance, insight, and reaffirmation for creating more success in her life. So this is episode number 22, and I'm interviewing Sarah Kenyon, who is a business coach helping kick-ass creatives who are looking to unload their overwhelm, gain the clarity, get unstuck in their business, and take some serious action. In our chat today, we dive deep into the anxiety and overwhelm struggles Sarah suffered from and what she found actually really helped her manage these struggles and then take the plunge and make the change in her work life to really get over this stress and empower herself to create success in her life. I really love our chat today because Sarah shared not only her struggles, but what she implemented and she knows that they work because now this is what she goes ahead and coaches other women in business to implement so they can overcome their struggles and overwhelm and actually hit the goals that they set out to. So make sure you have a pen and notepad with this because Sarah has some incredible tips that she's sharing. Plus, I just love the way she speaks because I'm personally really related to her and I think that you can definitely relate to her too. This podcast is brought to you by Abundance Club, an exclusive online membership to a 16-week holistic health and mindset coaching program. Abundance Club supports, educates, and empowers its members with it with their self-love, mental health, happiness, nutrition, and exercise. You can learn more by checking out the website, which is www.abundanceclub.net. You can also find that link in the show notes. Just a reminder to hit subscribe so you are always in the loop when a new episode drops. I am so grateful that I can give you this time and content as you listen in today. And remember to leave that heart-filled review and five sparkly stars if you are listening through iTunes or leave your love-filled comment in the comment section below. By this process, you are contributing to the bigger vision and impact of inspiring and helping women just like you to grow their success and up-level their mindset. Don't forget to leave your Instagram handle too so I can give you a shout out on our social media and recognize you for your greatness too. All right, let's get started. So I'm here with the beautiful Sarah and we're just laughing to ourselves right now because this is actually our take number two of our recording of this episode. Do you want to say hi, Sarah? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) We're just so busy laughing at ourselves because we did this. Guys, this is the first time this has ever happened to me recording an episode where it just did not save apparently the file was damaged so sarah and i were back to do this again for you but i know take two always means we'll probably get to the point a lot quicker and we'll probably have more value to add because we won't be rambling as much maybe how do you feel sarah how are you feeling i i'm pretty sure we can you know we can be on point this time yeah (laughs) (laughs) if i check place if this works. So guys, if you're listening to this, know that it has been a success. This recording has worked and we're not just talking to ourselves, thinking people are listening. So (laughs) I've already given you an intro, but just to recap, Sarah is a creative business coach and I'm really excited because we're going to be talking about your, your struggles with overwhelm. I'm literally named this podcast. Um, how to fuck off the overwhelm, <laughs> how to F off, actually. Yes, I yeah. love that. 
So we're going to talk about how Sarah fucked off the overwhelm. The bit of the struggle she had, and, and that was her babe, you've got this moment, because it was the whole being overwhelmed, we've all been there. Um, whether it's a lot or whether we might be overwhelmed right now, that's why you're listening to this podcast. So we'll give you some tips at the end. Sarah will give you some tips at the end of um, sharing her story on how you can put some things into place to tell the overwhelm to F off. Fuck off, F off, whatever. We drop tree. We drop potty mouth bombs. <laughs> going to say, we're swearing a lot more in this episode. <laughs> swearing a lot more. Well, it makes it more fun. Okay, so Sarah. Talk to us. Um, tell us about, give us a little rundown of what life looked like and what the struggle was, what was happening, what was going on, um, and then feed it into when you had that enough is enough moment. 100%. So, basically, um, what happened was I struggled uh, with anxiety and depression from when I was 14. Um, and then from there, I, the really like the way that I managed that for myself um, was creating to-do lists, and I didn't know at the time that that's what goal management was. That I didn't even know what a to-do list was. I was just writing down stuff, and my parents were like, "Oh my god, like Sarah, stop with the lists." And I was like, oh, "But it helps me." But you know, it means like call this person, put on laundry, get this gift do this assignment, you know, little things like that. And I was doing it from such a young age because that was the only way that I really could manage my overwhelm. You know, everyone and their dog was just saying, just breathe. I was like, well, I've been doing that since I've been born and that hasn't worked, so let's try something else. Um, Actually, so I have to butt in because that is really funny. Like, I, um, I hate it when someone says to me, just, just calm down and breathe. I'm like, I know but I can't, I, know. I need more practical or like, can you breathe for me? Because I can't do that right now. <laughs> do you understand the concept of a yeah. panic attack? So, <laughs> but it was like, so I had, yeah, really, really bad anxiety and depression and it got to the point where it was anticipatory. So I, I would have really, really bad panic attacks and it was really, really debilitating. Um, and then, as life went on, I just continued to manage that for myself uh, with my goals. And that's really how it kind of transitioned into where I am now. But what actually kind of set the tone for me to step into the role I am in now was um, last August, as you spoke about. Um, so I made the leap from my corporate role into doing my business full time. Um, and that's because I really felt that overwhelm creeping in again. Um, I'd gone through a patch of, I actually studied makeup artistry, so I did my diploma a few years ago. Um, and during that time, the anxiety, the overwhelm, you know, it's still something you manage day to day. It's, it's something that doesn't go away completely. But um, through goal management, focusing on something I was truly passionate about, it really seemed to feel like I had, you know, my shit together I was like oh I am actually achieving things that is exciting and so I went through the process of becoming a makeup artist I started up um, my own makeup artistry freelance business and then I also got into um, a corporate role where I was uh, a personal assistant and a program coordinator and because I like keeping busy and don't know where to stop I also had a virtual assistant business and I was a support worker at the same time so I was doing all the things 
And I have always wanted to, you know, I get bored very easily. So I always like to be challenging myself. But this got to the point where I really felt myself pushing myself too hard and really thinking that, you know, in, in reality, yes, there are external pressures from other people, but in reality, the only person putting pressure on yourself is you. And I was really stepping up to the plate. I was like, you know, I haven't been like this in a long time. I want to see where this goes. I want to give it my all. You know, I need to prove to myself and prove to other people that I can beat this anxiety because years and years and years ago, I had, you know, I've had so many jobs. I, yes, I would work four at a time, but in the long run, I'd either work four at a time or I'd really struggle holding some down because of that anxiety. And, you know, as I said, it was really debilitating. So I'd finally found my peace with it, I guess. And I was stepping into this new stage of my life where I thought I have got my shit together. I am fine. But then I really started to feel like shit. This is not like, this is not right. <laughs> Something's happening. Um, and the overwhelm took over. I was getting burnt out. I was getting the shakes. Like I would stop and talk to my friends and they're like, Sarah, are you okay? And I would just hold my hands up and I was just shaking because I was so amped up and because I was putting so much pressure on myself. And, you know, um, we did speak about it yesterday about, um, you know, I was getting IBS as well, which, you know, if you've had before, it's awful. But we were talking about that's literally your body giving you the signs that, something is not right you know something's got to give here and I was getting to that point where I loved my job I loved all my roles and I was so appreciative because through those roles is really helped amplify my message and my experience of where I am today but I knew that either something had to give where I let up some you know slack or I really took a step back and said I really want to impact people on a deeper level, on a much bigger level than I'm doing right now. And if I keep going down the path that I'm going, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to get back into that really anxious, panic attack driven person that I don't want to go back to that stage. And that was absolutely terrifying. So that's when in August or previous to August, I actually gave, um, five months notice because I was like, here you go. It was like a slow breakup. Um, five months notice with your job. Like, has anyone like, I don't think in my head, I've probably done a five month, like, yeah, that's when I plan on leaving, but I won't tell them to like the two weeks out. Oh. I love how you gave the five months. I'm surprised they didn't actually sack you because usually you don't want to tell them too early, but. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I was really, really lucky because, um, my old boss is still my mentor today. Um, and she really took me in and we didn't actually mention this yesterday and I really wish I hadn't spoken about it. So um, I actually came to her because it was a startup business. Um, it was a startup, uh, I guess, incubator for businesses in the Hunter region. Um, and it was a government initiative where they gave free uh, business advice. And I came in needing advice for my makeup artistry. Um, and I ended up walking away with the job and that's how I ended up working there and having that on the side. Um, but I loved my role so much because she really took me under her wing and she taught me everything and really pushed me, like not pushed me, but pushed me because she knew that 
I could do more, you know, she's like, Sarah, I, I know you can do a presentation. I, I know you can do these things. And without that backing and without that nurturing, I wouldn't be as confident as I am now. So I knew that I'd, I'd worked with her for three years and I was like, there is no way that I would just be like, here's my resignation. See ya. Like there's just, <laughs> there's no way that I would do that because she had become such a part of my life. And yeah, you know, I really, really appreciated it. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm looking at going, either something's got to give or I really feel that, you know, my anxiety has gotten to the point. And she knew briefly about it because she'd actually hired me through a company where they deal with people with anxiety trying to get jobs. So yeah. she took yeah. a chance on me, um, knew, uh, you know, a little bit about it, but she didn't delve too deep into it because she's like, that's your business. If you can do the job, you can do the job. and I'm so glad that she took that chance on me. But from that experience, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to say let's part ways. We're still in contact. She's still one of my biggest cheerleaders. Um, but I just needed to take that step back and was like, you know what, I have enough knowledge now and I'm really passionate about helping creatives because I was a creative myself. I really want to impact on a bigger level and I need to – listen to my body and what it's saying to me and you know if i'm going to put this much stress on myself it might as well be on my own business rather than yeah, someone, else. someone else so I yeah i totally so. agree with that like so many people just they are more they're happy to give 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 to their employer their boss the business they work for and they hardly give themselves and they wonder why they feel so like drained and feel like they don't have a purpose and feel like there's no balance and, and it's, it's so much easier. Like I used to, I could easily wake up to go teach a Pilates class be, and at 6am, not eat actually, let's change those words. I, if I said I would, it would be easy, but if I said, yep, I'll teach a 6am class, right? And I would get up. But if I told myself, okay, I want to start my working on my business at 6am tomorrow morning, I know the alarm would go off and I'd be like, hmm, well, I'm my own boss, so... Oh, I just, I'll snooze and I'll leave it. So people are so much, you know what I'm trying to say, guys, clearly not getting my word today, but yeah, <laughs> we're so easy. It's so much easier for us to say yes to other people than ourselves. And what we need to do is really shift that energy and give ourselves that, you know, give yeah. ourselves that priority. So, and it, is, it yeah. is truly hard because um, one of the things we spoke about yesterday about this topic was, um, you know, because I respected my boss so much and literally everyone around me, because I was, you know, talking to people close to me being like, you know, I, I really think I need to make the leap. I think I need to take this step for myself. But I'm scared because I respect this person so much that I don't want to leave them. And they were like, Sarah, she'll understand. And yeah. she did. And she is still, as I said, one of my biggest supporters like if I were to get a Grammy I wouldn't get a Grammy but if I were to get a Grammy she'd <laughs> be someone I think I'd be like thank you to this person um, I love that Grammy maybe <laughs> is that singing isn't that music yeah, can't sing for shit so <laughs> hey, I think I can sing pretty good a, a Telstra nomination or something yeah. um <laughs> but I was saying like um, having that external fear of failure, I had a massive, massive thing of that because I was like, well, shit, like I'm either 
really worried about what she's going to think because I respect her decision. Um, I also respect my parents saying, well, you know, you've finally found a career that you look like you're progressing in. And my friends looking inward saying, oh, Sarah's got her shit together. She's doing presentations. She's doing this. She works for a startup. And me being me, being like, well, I feel like there's something more here. I feel like I can impact more. But if I go away from that, are people going to think I failed? Like, are people going to think I failed in the nine to five and I'm giving up again and going in a different direction? And so that was playing on my mind constantly. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that fear of failure from not only their self, but really worrying what other people will think of them. And that is a huge factor, especially for people that you really admire and respect. And especially when you've got anxiety and overwhelm, you're like, oh, well, the easy option would be to stay and just make sure everyone kind of feels happy. Um, and, you know, that's, that's why I got to that point where, you know, I wasn't feeling good in myself, even though I could definitely have progressed, I could have definitely made everyone else happy. But in the long run, I'm so much more happier every day knowing I get to create what I want to create. And yes, it's a huge roller coaster being your own boss. Like, God, some days you are just like, I have got this shit. Like, I yeah. am going to be six figures. Like, there's just nothing in the way of my progression. And then some days I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. I think all of I think all of us can relate to that. I think we have a more of a Well, we were talking about like merch. You never say it, Mercury in retrograde. Literally yeah. those moments, and you're like, well, um, I guess I better update my resume because obviously this is not working. Yeah, yeah, it's, and that's I think where the panic attacks come from. Like speaking from a fellow panic attacker is we think we honestly <laughs> think our, yeah we honestly think our whole world is ending because we're not progressing yep. at the rate we expect and people are saying to us like look how far you've come or look what you're doing look at the leap you're taking look at the confidence you needed to summon and the courage you need to summon to quit that job and start your own thing and here we are like breaking down thinking we're not good enough like oh it's crazy imposter syndrome thing is so like even like as a newbie or someone who's a seasoned entrepreneur, they literally have the exact same thing. You know, I'm winging it. I'm an imposter. I'm, you know, especially when you're looking at taking that plunge and thinking, Oh shit, you know, what if I do stuff up? You know, what if I do go off track or if you've come from, you know, a successful career in a nine to five, and, you know, you've built all these contacts and people think, oh, wow, she's doing really great. Going to a startup to having to literally start from scratch and thinking, oh, like, I'm, yeah. this is going to take a long time to build up and I'm starting from the bottom, you know, and it's, it can be really scary, but I feel like if you don't take that leap, and I've told you before, if I hadn't really just said you know what fuck it like I if I don't give this a red hot go I'm going to regret it and I know that I need to really trust myself and know that I know my shit and know that you know I am meant for something more I wouldn't never have made that leap you know um 
yeah, it's just inside, crazy, crazy. I know, isn't it crazy? Like, it's like a little bit of a reminisce, reminiscing. I know, I was like, oh, right now. Memories like the tear. So you quit the job um, last year in August. You, well, you quit and you started up your own business, which is so exciting and scary at the same time. It's only been what that six months ago, seven, eight. I don't even know. Um, my maths is terrible. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been in business six years and I still can't add up. So, um, uh, so yeah. Now, now you're helping other people like with everything that from your challenges and your struggles with the overwhelm and anxiety and what you've learned that really helps you not just to stop and breathe but all of the um, things you need to implement can you now like talk to us about what what is it like what is it that you implement that help you overcome all this stuff because guys the stuff that um, Sarah implements is obviously the stuff that she now teaches um, and coaches people in women in business or people in business but you know I spend men usually together anyway. Um, it's pretty much only women listening to this podcast. It'd be, I kind of feel like if a man's listening to, babe, you've got this. I don't know. Maybe they love it. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm tangenting big time. So, yes, talk to us. Give us your hot tips of how what you implemented to get to where you are now and be in control of that overwhelm and anxiety and what other people, what our listeners can start doing. Mm-hmm. So basically, I have come from, I mean, I've obviously intuitively done this um, goal management process from a young age, not even knowing what it was, but I've come from a family of um, defence people. So everyone in my family is defence, either Army, Air Force, um, it's been ingrained in me, I was in cadets myself. So planning and discipline and taking action is really ingrained in me, and I know that Uh, One of the hardest things to get across is obviously a lot of people aren't brought out the same way and and that doesn't come to them easily. And that's why I really dive deep into these processes with my clients because I want to work with them through that process and show them how I've done it. Um, But when I was, you know, um, previous to this, I was looking at always a plan B. I was always looking for planning and having something in place always. And I guess when I took that leap, I didn't have a plan B. But what I did know was, well, yeah, I can coach people. But I also think there's a benefit in that intuitive goal management process that i had been doing for myself. And I didn't realise that it didn't come intuitively to people because, you know, um, as I said, you can set goals, but people don't manage that process. And <laughs> I love me, like, yeah. yes, this yeah. is, I remember saying this when we recorded yesterday that I am the queen of setting goals. I can set goals every single day, new goals. This is what I want. I can dream big. I can, I've learned to dream big, but then it's, that's it. It's, you can have a vision, but the difference between someone with a, the, the difference between, there's a difference between having a vision and being a visionary. That's how you yes, say so right, someone, yes. someone with a vision is delusional. Um, the person who's being the visionary knows where they're going and um, works backwards. What is it? Reverse engineers it yep. and breaks it down so, there's, so then they know what steps they need to take to get there. And that, for myself, has been a big challenge, being a visionary, because it's so easy to have the vision, mm-hmm. but, you know, you can see the... So you look ahead of you, like your, your goal's right there, but you have to pave your own path to get there. Or you've got to put the path into place, otherwise 
if only we could just teleport to the vision, <laughs> click our fingers, we're there. But life doesn't work that way, unfortunately. So, yeah, talk to us more about that. <laughs> so, basically, like, I see so many people setting goals and so many workshops going, let's set your goals for this year and let's set you up for success and let's do all this. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And people are going to set pretty goals and, you know, we can put a vision board together till the cows come home. Like that's, that's the easy part. That's the fun part. But where people get unstuck is they don't actually manage that process and they don't, as you said, reverse engineer it to the point where the whole purpose of why I really try and get people to manage their goals is because it takes away the overwhelm because the whole process of it is breaking it down to the point where they're palatable tasks that you can implement and you're really not allowing yourself room to stuff up. You're not allowing yourself, you know, the expectation that, when you set a goal, it's not going to get there because you've literally broken it down so small that it's easy enough to put in your to-do list and cross them off and get further and further and further. And that's, as I said, where people get unstuck because they don't manage it. They don't review their process. They don't look at their goals and see how they're tracking and measure them properly. They just set a goal and forget it and they think, well, that didn't work. Yeah, and I can relate. You like speaking to me. <laughs> And, and you get disappointed when you don't get there. And, you know, um, we there's this thing called um, hedonic adaptation. And it's when you are literally feeling like you're on this treadmill, someone's dangling a carrot in front of you, and you're trying to grab it and you just can't get there. And that's where if you don't set milestones, if you don't break down your goals into, you know, these mini wins for yourself or so much so that you can tick something off every day, that's when you get disappointed because you're reaching for this really, really big goal that, you know, you don't know when you're going to get there. You're just really struggling. You're like, oh, God, like this is taking forever. And then people end up getting off the treadmill because they're like, well, that didn't work. Like, that took forever. I'm never going to get there. But by breaking it down, you're allowing yourself those mini wins that you go, yes, I know I'm on track to be able to get this. I can see the end of the tunnel. I can see where the goal is. And you're allowing yourself, one, to get rid of overwhelm, but two, to be able to set yourself up for success because otherwise you're just literally on that treadmill trying and trying and trying. And you're not making any progress because you're not allowing yourself the space to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, it's so true because we all want it right now, as you're saying. We all want to hit our goals right now. But we know if we give ourselves, say, one thing we can, we know we could do if we work on it and we can get it done in two weeks. But we're like, oh, we'll see. Well, it's what I want to achieve in two weeks. And then the two weeks come and nothing's happened because I haven't done anything. I've done this. And then I'm like oh, if only I took the action two weeks ago, like time's going to pass anyway. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And there's actually like I'm waiting sometimes. You know, I feel like I'm waiting to start my goals, but then it's like... You never actually it's that. Yeah, if you keep waiting for something to happen. Yeah, anyway. And, and that's the thing. And um, there's another thing called Parkinson's Law, which is literally like time will expand for the amount of time that you give it and that's why you end up doing things last minute or that's why you say you know a, an hour task will take two weeks because you're like oh, i've got plenty of time you know yeah. that's 
that's fine. And that's why it takes so long to do things because you either the priority's wrong or you're looking at your time management. Um, but also because uh, it's just looking at it from a different angle and, you know, putting that pressure on yourself as well. And uh, I just see so many people putting pressure on themselves to think that these goals are unachievable, but they're not allowing themselves to take that yeah. next step, to allow themselves to, you know, take the chance and know that the only person, like the only time that you're wasting is your own. And, you know, if you think about, you know, oh, that's a nice goal I'd like to have. And that's something I get told all the time. They're like, oh, that's a someday goal. Or, oh, yeah, I'll do that when I'm ready. Or I'll do that when I get time. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, you've got the same 24 hours as me. So does that mean like tomorrow? Does that mean today? You know, and I understand everyone's situation is different. But, you know, if you're thinking about it for a minute, that's another minute that you've wasted of your own time. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be you. So, you know, what can you put in place now to elevate that success and nurture yourself and, you know, eliminate that overwhelm because that's essentially holding you back. And this is one of the things that I, one of the main things that I go into with my clients is because, you know, you can come to me as a business owner and say, Sarah, this is my struggle. You know, this is where I'm going in my business. And I'll go, you know what, this isn't just a job for me. Like, this isn't just you coming to me and saying, I've got a struggle and I go, here you go, here's a band-aid strategy, off you go, implement into your business. I really want to strip back everything to the point where you're putting things onto paper that you didn't even realise were swirling around in your brain. That yeah. we're looking at your big picture of what you actually want to create and the why behind why you're actually doing certain things because ultimately a lot of the time people will set these goals and it might be totally external. Like it's got nothing to do with them. It's a goal that somebody else has put into their mind as a good idea and it doesn't actually align to their values or what they want to create. So when I see my clients, you know, go through this process, you will see it, it is such a rewarding feeling. I cannot tell you how rewarding it is watching my clients literally go, holy shit, and look down at all these things they want to create and realising that it's actually possible and they've actually created themselves a roadmap of how to get there and the overwhelm just washes over because they'll put down everything and really everything will snowball into every area of your life. You know, it's not just let's work on your business, it's let's work on your business and let's see how we can manage those processes so you have more time to be able to put into the areas of your life that are of the highest value to you because that's the purpose of doing it, you know. When we may love business but really we're creating a, a lifestyle for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, like that's when it, talking about goals, like all we want to do is feel happy feel satisfied, have a sense of growing growth within ourselves yes. and the things we create. And when we, that's exactly, we need that help. We need to know that or we need to be reminded because I know we all know it, that we need to strip it back and work out, okay, what is it going to take to actually get there and get rid of all the distraction because we love to fill our head with the distraction, what other people say we need to be focusing on. I think yep. I suffer from this a lot. <laughs> Yeah. We all do. We all do. Yeah. We were talking about yesterday how 
you know, everyone needs a coach. And if I had it my way, I'd have one for every single area of my life yeah. because, you know, even recently um, with the whole, you know, COVID thing, I mean, it's really put a spanner in the works and I don't think there is anyone that hasn't been affected by this either directly or indirectly. And, you know, for me, I was spreading this, you know, information, this value to my audience of saying, you know, if you can commit to one thing per day, you know, you'll, you'll get it's a there. 1%, 1% a day. Build your business yeah, by 1%. 1%. Yeah. And it add up over time and, you know, and I, yes, that's one of the things I'll definitely be getting your audience to be able to implement, but I wasn't taking my own advice and I got to the point where I was like, hold on. I should probably be listening to what I'm saying because like we know it, we know we know it, but saying it and putting it into action, sometimes we need to be reminded. And so like I said yesterday, sometimes I feel a little bit egotistical, um, but I'll listen to my stories again because I know that what I'm saying is true. I've got to pull it back and implement it again into my own life and remind myself, you know what, like, if I get one thing done, if I can smash out two priorities a day, at the moment, the way things are going, I know that I'm moving forward. Yeah. And that's it. And the, the point of that, guys, is if you don't have a coach right now with whatever goal it is that you have, or you don't have a goal-setting coach, <laughs> Sarah comes in, but you know, we need to be, I have a coach, Sarah has a coach, like we are coaches, but we also get our own coaching to keep us accountable. So I guess what we're also trying to say is you can – and this is me even speaking to myself right now. If, if I can't do everything myself. Like I need help. And it's actually being vulnerable and asking for help and getting that coaching will actually make you more successful than trying to feel like you have to do it all yourself. I think mm-hmm. that is huge. But in saying that, people are going to be listening. Like you guys are listening. You might be like, well, what can I start right now? I might not like obviously start looking for a coach. I highly recommend Sarah. Um, to look into her business. Nice segue. Nice segue. Nice segue. <laughs> um, and it depends. Like Sarah's a, a goal-setting coach. And then myself, every time I talk about um, this podcast, I work with health and mindset. So, you know, it's all different areas of, of life. There's coaches out there right in front of you. Um, now I went on a tangent talking about myself. Um, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> what was I? Oh, yes. Other than look into getting some kind of coaching, right? What is, what are, I know yesterday when I asked you, it was, you had two things, two things yes. that if you're listening right I, now. I quickly wrote them down so I didn't forget. What can people go implement right this second once I finish listening? <laughs> of my nurturing actionable items. Yes. Um, <laughs> so basically, like, obviously we came on to talk about anxiety and overwhelm and I know it's extremely prevalent. You know, not only as someone who has suffered from it and continues to suffer from it, but especially right now, I think as a collective, there is a lot of overwhelm and uncertainty right now. So in business or with anything really, um, you know, really identifying what the goal is, number one, identifying what that value is, but really breaking it down because I, like, as I said, I cannot stress enough and it is so basic but so many people don't do it. They don't, they'll set the goal and then nothing happens. You know, the, yes, the universe has your back, but it's not going to carry everything for you. Okay. So Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Let's read. The universe might have your back, but it doesn't carry everything for you. I love that. Oh, 
quote Sarah Kenyon 2020. 2020, love it. We're on a book. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually wanting to write a post about this because I, I saw people, you know, going, oh, I'll put it out there. And yes, 100%, put those visions out there, put your intentions out there. But you've got to do the damn work, you know, yeah. you've got to be able to take the action. So when you have a goal, break that down, break it down to the point where you can literally see a clear actionable path to be able to take, that you can reverse engineer everything to the point where it's like, okay, I need to write this email or I need to do this. Like to the point where even if you tick off one, you know, you're getting forward and literally by moving by 1%, you are moving your business every day, regardless. If you can commit to one to two priorities a day, moving by 1%, that's all you need. And the second is, Progress over perfection. So taking imperfect action now. And like I said, I jumped into creating this business where I always had a plan B. I always had something behind me. And I jumped into this because I was like, you know what, something's got to give stuff it. I'm I'm just gonna take the leap now because I know that if I take that intention and I, I take that action, then everything else will kind of flourish behind me if I actually do the work. So, you know. It's okay to start exactly where you are. You don't have to have everything in place. And just go, it's fine to start with exactly what you have right now, where you are right now, and give it a red hot go because, um, you know, at least every, everything doesn't have to be done in one day. We know that, as I said, move by 1%. But if you can break it down and you can plant the seed now, and continue to water it every day, move by 1% every day, then you will continue to see it grow and flourish. Yeah. I love that. Round of applause. (laughs) Oh, gosh. People are going to think we're crazy. We are. We're definitely crazy. I love that. I really, really love that. Oh, my gosh. I just breathed in while I said that and, like, all right. Do not... Do not have our shit together today. So thank you so much, Sarah. I really love that info. I know everyone listening has loved it. Guys, head over to Sarah's. You can find her on Instagram. If you look in the show notes, you can find her Instagram, LinkedIn, and what was the other one? Facebook. Facebook, the other social media platform. We have our shit together. We have our shit together. So you can find her her um, username or the, the tag, the link, that stuff, and her website's up. Um, go have a look. Take a screenshot of you listening to this and, and tag us in your stories and we can reshare you and, and you know, um, give you guys a shout-out on our social media platforms, which I think is cool because we're all about supporting and raising each other up. So love that. And if one of your goals might be to be, um, you know, expand your audience on social media, well, if you tag us and we get to reshare you, you're going to be shown through our audience as well. So um, we'll find each that. other. Yeah, I think it's amazing. So also don't forget to leave a review in the comments or in the review section and five sparkly stars. Gosh, it's the first time I've sung on an episode in a while. Anyway, um, Sarah, I was was so grateful that I I could give you this time on our podcast and I really love that content. It's really valuable. I had a lot of fun. Hopefully, Hopefully our audience laughed along with us. Or they're laughing at us. Either way, there might be a laugh or an eye roll, and that's fine. That's fine by me. I'll take either. Yeah, perfect. Is there anything you want to finish with? 
Oh, I need to trademark that quote, I think. I think that's a good idea. Guys, if anyone decides to post that, you must reference Sarah Kenyon, all right? <laughs> She's onto it. <laughs> oh, I think you should go do that post now and tag me in it so I can reach it. What's in my mind? In your mind. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. That's all right. Well, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed it. And how do I finish? Peace out, homies.